Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. Welcome to this new episode of Luke's English Podcast. So here we are. It's the end of 2023. Um, I'm publishing this episode, I think, sometime between Christmas and New Year. So that's, I guess, when most people will be listening to it. A lot of people will be listening to this maybe at the beginning of 2024. But we are recording this episode um, in the middle of December 2023. And I say that, I give that specific uh, time because, well, this is the 2023 World News Quiz. And Stephen DeVincenzi is here. He's going to quiz me on the events of this year. So, yes, the World News Quiz. We did this last year. Um, we're going to do it again. Uh, hello, Stephen. Hi. Hi, Luke. Thanks for having me. I can't believe it's been a year since uh, the last time we, we did this. What, what a quick year. Wow. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Time flies so fast. Um, so, yeah. So, um, just to remind everyone um, who you are and why you're doing the news quiz I suppose uh, the reason that I'm doing the news quiz is because I live my life in the news all the time. I am uh, Stephen Devincenzi, if you if you don't know me. I'm the the main host of the Simple English News Daily podcast, which is a 7-minute podcast released every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um on all the best podcast platforms mm -hmm. and um yeah, we we just tell the news which uh, from everywhere in the world in seven minutes in a simplified English, so kind of an intermediate level of English, so that everybody can understand. Okay, right. So you've been kind of uh, keeping up to date with the news this year, and you've prepared how many questions for me? Twenty. Twenty questions. Okay, and this is going to go pretty much in chronological order. It's more or uh, less in chronological order. Yeah, there are some things which are that don't really make sense to be in chronological order, but generally, yeah. Okay. Now, just again, a, bit, a sort of bit of context, or maybe a caveat from me, um, in order to explain, or maybe, um, maybe I'm just covering myself in case. Um, I don't get any of these questions wrong. Let me just explain to everyone sort of my relationship with the news, okay? So first of all, I don't we don't have a television in our home. Not just bec not because we're like hipsters and like yeah, we don't have a TV, you know, not because of that. It's just we can't really find a good place to put it and we don't watch that much television anyway um and you know if we watch stuff we watch it on our devices our computers we've got a projector anyway we don't have the tv on all the time so i don't get to watch the news either the bbc news or the french news because i live in paris so i'm not watching the news every day but i do get you know i do get uh 
um, email uh, newsletters from the week, which is a um, a sort of a digest um, of uh, the week's news. And you know, I'm on social media and I sort of get some news from there if that's a reliable place to get the news i'm not sure and hopefully i'm just you know just keep my eyes open and ears open and just sort of try to be aware of what's going on in the world um and yeah just the internet really isn't it i suppose i just kind of like absorb what's going on just through many different sources so there you go i'm not like constantly keeping up with the news not as much as you Stephen. so we'll see we'll see just like how much i am aware of what's going on and listeners Obviously, you can try and compete with me. Okay. Do you know the answers to these questions? Can you get them right? And we will try to make sure that the, the questions are clear. And I'll leave a little bit of time. Maybe I'll sort of, uh, um, let's say, uh, sort of speak my thoughts, you know, try and explain my thinking process before just giving the answer. So we'll try and make the questions clear, give you a bit of time, let you into my thought process give the answer and make sure the answer is clear as well before we move on to the next question. I think we should probably get started, Stephen, right? Yeah, sounds good. First of all, I think that even though you uh, maybe uh, are not reading a newspaper every day or listening to the news every day or watching TV, you should still be able to get quite a few of these just from osmosis, from uh, whatever you do in your daily (laughs) routine. Um, Yeah. and, uh, And yeah, also... Yes, if anybody wants to play along and try and beat Luke, which you know you might be able to do, then mm. um, get a, a pen and a, and a paper or something. Get something to write down. There you go. Luke's got his ready. Great. I've got my I've got my pad, which is <laughs> which has got ready. like tea stains all over it, <laughs> and I've got a biro, so there we're good go. to go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and maybe uh, maybe before uh, before you say what your answer is, Luke, maybe we could make sure there's. 30 seconds or something so that uh, everybody can can decide what their answer is so that they can uh, know. Yeah. I think I'll find a way to kind of ramble about the question yeah. before giving my answer, you know, mm-hmm. because I can't just leave silence. Um, you know, this is a podcast. You can't just, I suppose I could leave silence, but um, <laughs> still, I think that a lot of people will just be like, no, nah, can you just keep, a lot of other people, they won't be thinking that much. 30 seconds. Do you think my audience thinks for 30 seconds? I, I actually, do I don't that think that 30 seconds will be necessary. That was just an arbitrary <laughs> amount of time that I just uh, came up with there. But your, yeah. your ram- the amount of time that you ramble should be enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll <laughs> be plenty. Right. Anyway, so Mr. let's one. go. Let's, All right, let's get go. started. Here we go then. All right, Stephen. So I'm going to hand over to you now. You are now the, the quiz master. I, I am. For the indeed. World News Quiz 2023. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Oh, welcome. Let's see. World News Quiz 2023. Here we go, Luke. Question number one. We're starting all the way back on the 8th of January, 2023. Okay. There was a riot in one country's Congress buildings in a very similar way to what happened in the United States in 2021. Some supporters of the president who lost the election, but his fans didn't believe it or said Mm. the election was rigged, stormed the Congress buildings. And after that, over 1,400 people were arrested. So what country did that happen in? That's question Mm. number one. In what country so, did uh, did fans of the former president riot in the Congress buildings on the 8th of January? 
the 8th of January. So this is like two years after almost the exact same thing happened in the United States, right? Um, but this is a different place. Hmm, listeners, do you know? Well, it was it, it, it was a, another controversial president and again, a, a, a quite, quite a close election, I understand, where the incumbent president was voted out and a new one came in. And the incumbent president in this particular case was also quite a sort of, um, how should we say, controversial character, a bit like Donald Trump was um, and still is. Um, so I think I know the answer. Um, it's, it's very interesting that it happens in such a similar way. You know, that's fascinating. I think it's Brazil. It is Brazil. Well done, yes. Luke. One yes. one. I've got, a, I've got one of these bells. Yeah, I've got a oh, dinger no. bell thing. Shall I do that every time I get one right? Yeah, good. Do we have an eh, eh as well? Just in I case don't, but I, you, you get any wrong. I can no. do the sound effect. Eh, eh. I could just do the sound effect yeah. if I get one wrong. But that this... That means I got it right. Did, so, yeah. Well done. It was Bol Bol Bolsonaro uh, was the president who was voted out and replaced by Lula, who made a comeback. Yeah. Um, mm. See, mm -hmm. you do know about the news. Look, I can tell already from question one. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I suppose so. Yeah, it, it's, it was remarkably similar to what happened in the United States two years before, even down to the supporters saying that it, uh, there was fraud, but not really being able to provide much in the way of evidence. And um, then, yeah, storming the Congress buildings. Probably the main difference with this one was that, uh, although with the United States, Trump was right there, you know, and he was really encouraging his people to go and march to the Congress and things like that. In this case, Bolsonaro actually wasn't even in the country. He was uh, on holiday. Um, for his final days as president in the United States. So there's a bit of a difference. But uh, mm. other than mm. that, very, very similar. <clears throat> and mm. nothing has really come from it in the end, other than a bunch of people being arrested. So there you go. Okay, okay. Question two? So. Yes. Okay, question two. <clears throat> uh, a sad one here. Don't worry if you're thinking, oh, I don't know about all of these uh, newsy questions. There are some lighter, more cultural and pop quiz type uh, questions later on. But question okay. two, on the 6th of February, two extremely powerful earthquakes hit Turkey, causing the worst natural disaster in Turkey's modern history. Which other country was also massively affected by those same earthquakes? Yeah, so I guess the epicentre of these earthquakes and all the aftershocks and stuff happened on the Turkish on, on the Turkish side in Turkey, but quite close to the border of another country, and that other country also had a lot of you know um, impacts from from the earthquake. Yeah, horrendous, horrific event events, just awful. Um, and listeners, do you know which other country it was? I actually did an episode about this. Um, I talked about it, so I don't always do. I don't always do news events, but then sometimes I do. Um, this this one was uh, Syria. Ding. Yes. Another one, right, listeners? Well That's done. two out of two. Two out of two. You're flying, Luke. Well done. That's absolutely right. Yeah, it was. It was most of the damage. The uh, most of the damage was on the Turkish side, but there was still quite a lot on the Syrian side. Uh, as well. And that was, um, yeah, the, the worst disaster in, in Turkey's modern history. So for hundreds of years. 
but um yeah horrendous absolutely horrendous um yeah in in so many ways absolutely yeah and i of course i didn't want to make all of my questions about all of these natural disasters um which have been going on around the world but of course there was also a terrible one in morocco there's been terrible floods in libya and uh, the east of africa and um india and quite a few other places as well um those ones don't get a question but i thought i'd just mention them right now Mm -hmm. as well yeah yeah, absolutely. It's quite tricky, isn't it, doing the news? I mean, you would know this. It's quite difficult to know, especially when your your episodes are seven minutes long. Yeah. Like, how do you choose which uh, stories to 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 prioritise? Yeah, and it's it become it can be, especially with the way that the media is criticised these days and is accused of having bias and all these sorts of things. It's very hard. I know because my dad worked for many years as a broadcast journalist in the news, and I know that it's difficult to to decide which is the top story, which is the second story. You've got half a half an hour news show on television, and how do you devote time to different things? And you can't, you know, you can't do absolutely everything, and you always end up having to make choices, and those choices, uh, yeah, sort of seem to show a certain ideological point of view. But you know, you can't really escape it. This is the story of my life. You know, I mean, I'm uh, making my seven-minute episodes uh, almost every day, and really, the last thing that I do before I record is generally having to cut something out because I'm I find it difficult to get it down to to seven minutes, which is why sometimes actually it goes over a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's really, it's really, really difficult. I mean, really you want to include everything and there's so many important things that are happening. And also you want to include something uh, lighter, something, maybe something random and funny, which happened, which it could be uh, interesting uh, as well. So yeah, it, it is a problem. And also trying to get in um, good news is also uh, something which is, is really important and I, and I always want to try to do, but uh, it's difficult to find the time for that, especially because good things, good things that happen uh, generally happen, uh, don't happen on a single day. They happen like slowly over a, a long period of time. Um, you know, like the finding a cure for a disease or something. It's not just that one day you've got it. It's, it's a slow process. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I want to find the time to include those things, but um, yeah, it's, it's difficult as you say. Mm. Yes. Shall we? Interesting. Uh, question number three. Yes. Um, which country now has over one in 10 people over 80 years old? And extra clue, it is also the country with the highest average age. So we're talking about a country with an aging population. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a, an issue in many countries around the world. What with the, you know, with the increases in life expectancy, because of generally speaking, quality of life has improved, healthcare has improved, medicine, you know, all the incre- and all those many things that mean that humans are living longer. Uh, and this has many repercussions <clears throat> in so many ways. So, which the question is, uh, which country, um, in which country is one in ten? Yeah, I'll, I'll say people. it again. So, yeah, in one country now. Yeah. Uh, and just for people who are getting very, very technical, this excludes microstates like Monaco or something. It's not a tiny country. Um, right. Which country now has over one in 10 people over the age of 80? And just as an extra clue, it is also the country which has the highest average age. 
Right. Okay. Okay. I think I know. I'm, I'm going to make an educated guess here. I'm going to go for a country which I think is famous for having um, a lot of old people or a country where people often live to a very uh, um, old age. And I think many of the the oldest people, like the record-breaking oldest people in the world, come from this place. Um, and it's a, I think it's a, it's a place where I've spent time as well. Is it Japan? It is Japan. Well done. Yeah. Luke. Yeah, good. Did Got you another feel, one right. Did you feel particularly young on your trips to Japan? <laughs> <laughs> well, because the average age there was like, it was yeah. higher than, it was older than me. Um, yeah. yeah, I felt pretty young. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was in my, you know, mid twenties. So yeah, certainly by that. today's standards, I was very young. A whippersnapper. I know that when, when I go to uh, uh, Holland or, you know, or like Sweden or something, I feel short. And then, you know, if you're in, in Japan, you feel tall. So maybe it could be something. Yeah, I felt tall and young. Tall and yeah. young. <laughs> <laughs> when I was there. Yeah. It's interesting that. Why is it that Japan, uh, Japanese people seem to live such a long time? What's all that about, I wonder? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe a, a combination of good healthcare diet maybe is quite good but funnily enough um normally what's second or third is italy when really you think about the difference between the culture of of japan and italy they seem really very very different to each other but they are often the top of the um of the age uh average age uh, lists so i don't know what they're doing but they're doing something right what is the common denominator? It's good food. That must be it. Yeah, good food, but really quite different food. I mean, you know, in, in Italy, it's... Oh, I can see it over my shoulder. Um, it's, um, it is. It's, uh, you know, olive oil and tomato and, uh, you know, pasta and, uh, and rice and things like that. But then in Japan, I don't know, it's completely different. Rice Japan's food. very interesting because on one hand, uh, Japanese diets can be extremely healthy and balanced. And then on the other hand, there are some Japanese diets which are like so unhealthy. Yeah. Like you can, like a lot of people in Japan, actually, I think live very stressful and unhealthy lives. Yeah. They work incredibly hard. They don't have many holidays, you yeah. know, like company workers. Um, and a lot of, lot of, a lot of stress. A lot of people have sort of like, um, stress-related problems. Yeah. Um, and the diet can be pretty sort of fatty and salty. You know, the, some of those classic uh, Japanese uh, foods like ramen or whatever oh, it is, so you know. Good, um, oh, it's Oh, my God. Ramen. It's just absolutely oh, delicious, isn't I could it? eat I it every really, day. Uh, but you shouldn't because that's that wouldn't be very healthy. <laughs> so, know? obviously, these um, really old Japanese people are, are not eating ramen very uh, often then i reckon there's a there's there must be a section of the population that is living a very healthy stress-free life and yeah. those people are, are pulling up the average age of the entire country somehow <laughs> there must be like people living on mountaintops yeah. in japan yeah just sort of like meditating and uh, and um you know walking around very slowly yeah and eating lots of like seaweed and and um bean you know soybean derived food basically lots of the vegetarian yeah. vegetarian sort of uh, buddhist uh, japanese diet i think that's probably the supreme mega healthy diet yeah and they they help to balance out all the people who are just drinking loads of beer and whiskey <laughs> and eating ramen and fried right. food yeah and, it's, and, and italy's got some of the same i suppose you've got uh, that portion of the population that's drinking loads of beer and eating loads of pizza and uh and, and uh, 
bolognese every day and then you've got the uh, people living in the little villages just eating fish and uh, raw vegetables and uh, they're they're keeping their that age up as well right yeah. could be mm. could be there's very unscientific analysis that we've just done there. But. Total speculation. Total speculation. Just, yeah. Yeah. No, no research done at all. We're just guessing. But you know, listeners, if you know, if we have any sort of nutritional experts out there who've done international studies explaining why uh, certain you know countries uh, have a higher life expectancy, then you know, let us know the results of your findings. Absolutely. Okay, question four. <clears throat> also in February, in India, the Tibetan leader, the Dalai Lama, was forced to apologise after he asked a small boy to do what on stage? Yeah, this was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was. This is not. This was my uh, cringiest moment of 2023. The one that just made me go, "Ooh, what is he doing?" Yeah. So the question again is basically the Dalai Lama, and this happened in India, right? So the yeah. Tibetan leader, uh, Dalai, the Dalai Lama uh, in India, got into trouble. He was criticised because he asked a child to do something. I mean, already the question sounds <laughs> so so dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a cultural element to this as well, I understand. So a lot of people were shocked and uh, and and. Uh, sort of disturbed by what he did but i think maybe there's a um, you know maybe there's a cultural element to this where in some i don't know in some cultures maybe this is sort of a normal thing i don't know really but it's there, there must be some sort of cultural clash here i don't know but so listeners do you know what the dalai lama did did you see the video of that it was a bit odd i don't know where i stand on it really except that it was it was it was awkward um, so what did he ask the, this boy to do? It was to suck his tongue. That is absolutely right. Wow. Well done. Yeah, another one right. Wow. I've got to say, I, I underestimated you. I didn't think that you'd get to four out of four. That's um, really very impressive. I think your questions, and I think you've got nice questions. I think that, I don't know, somehow you managed to, I think maybe you also read theweek.co.uk. So I do know. Uh, we're reading the same news. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, the, the strangest. I mean, there was lots of strange things about that moment, but is it, it was being watched by thousands and thousands of people. It was in a live uh, place, you know, on a, on a stage. And this boy had gone up to take, I think it was like an award or something, and uh, and then uh, yeah, the the Dalai Lama said, "Okay, now suck my tongue." And the boy just looked a bit awkward. And everybody in the audience, kind of, you could see that everybody found it very strange and just went. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, what, how, what should we be thinking about this? Yeah. What's going on? Is, is 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 the Dalai Lama about to get cancelled? Is that what's <laughs> going to happen? Is it possible to cancel the Dalai Lama? Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, can you me too the Dalai Lama? <laughs> Is it, it now him? Like, you know, <laughs> is know. he the next person who's yeah. going to get cancelled? I didn't I expect that. I haven't heard much from him in the last uh, 10 months. So maybe he has been uh, cancelled. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even really know what being cancelled means, in fact. I mean, has he been deplatformed? Uh, I don't know if he's got a YouTube channel or something, but... <laughs> It, it was certainly weird, and I think it's probably affected his image. Yeah, um, you know, around the around the world, where you know people now they think of the Dalai Lama, they don't just think of those nice books of meditations and 
you know, um, wise uh, advice that we have on our bookshelves. And not only that, so many other things that he's associated with. I don't mean to be glib about all the things that the Dalai Lama represents and, and so on. And even that, that's controversial too, of course. Um, but, uh, so I'm sure that this has affected his image in a, in a, in a way that no one expected because, you know, normally if there's any controversy around the Dalai Lama, it's because of, you know, the relationship with China and the politics and, 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 and so on. But then he asks a boy to suck his tongue and like, what? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and also, so the, the the way he asked the boy is quite important because he didn't say, "There you go, there's your award. Now suck my tongue." No, you know, it no. wasn't like that. It was more like having like, a playful like a moment. Him, oh, you're yeah. a cute boy. Ah, yeah. a bit like the way you might sort of like, I don't know, tickle a child or mm -hmm. something, you know, to make him laugh. But he was like, "Ah, uh -huh. hey, 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 look, suck my tongue." Yeah, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa what? I mean, yeah. pull my finger that I kind of, that's, that's borderline, but th that's kind of okay. Yeah. Pull my finger. D does everyone know what pull my finger is out there in podcast land? Just, do you know what pull my finger is, Stephen? Is it, uh, is it where you uh, make a rude noise after somebody pulls your finger? Yeah. If you've got yeah. a fart in your underpants yeah. ready to go yeah, and you've got one like sort of lined up and you say, Hey, put my finger and they pull you, someone pulls your finger and you let the fart go. Yeah. It's very childish and yeah. completely inappropriate, uh, for, a, for, for someone in the position of the Dalai Lama. But I mean, I think suck my tongue is even worse. Yeah. 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 I think so as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a pretty awkward sit situation to put a little boy in as well, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, he did. He didn't actually suck his tongue. No, he did didn't. He? he just he just looked a bit like what, what What do you want me to do? Which is exactly the way that any uh, anybody should react to that, really. And then uh, just mm. kind of moved away slowly, uh, if I remember correctly. And then the whole world was just like, wait, what? What did what that just? Hold happened? on a minute. Yeah. Say what? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. There you mm -hmm. go. Anyway, I th hopefully he can uh, claw back his reputation somewhere. Uh, question five is a lot closer to home for you, Luke. Okay. Question five. In March, there were huge protests in March against the government. Oh, I've um, written March twice. Excuse me. In March, there were huge protests in France mm. against the government's plan to raise the retirement age by two years. <laughs> President Macron, President Macron <laughs> signed the new law in April anyway. What is yeah. the new state pension age in France? Is it? I've got some options here, but you look like you're about. You can say no, it. No, 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 give, me give me the options. <laughs> give me the options, please. <laughs> okay, okay. Is it 62, 64, 66, or 68? So there you go. Um, the new pension age. So. So there was uh, this, uh, all of these protests because France was going to raise its pension age by two years. And um, it was done anyway. President Macron signed the new law in April. What is the new pension age in France? 62, 64, 66 or 68? Yeah, so surely everyone 
saw the images on the news of people burning cars in the street and fighting with the police. Just a normal day in, like, in uh, Paris, right? It's just, just another day in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would be news if, like, you know, news from Paris. Everything's normal. Everything's fine. No one's fighting. You know, <laughs> no that would be a headline. No, it's, it doesn't happen that much. I don't, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of, um, I don't know what, sort of turn this into a cliche of life in France. It's very interesting. Public protest here, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a part of the culture. And if the government tries to do something, people take to the streets and they show that they are not happy with it, which is kind of cool in a way. I mean, it's inconvenient when you're trying to bring your child to a birthday party on the other side of town. It's certainly inconvenient when there's a huge riot happening between you and the birthday party. Mm. And there are vans and vans and vans and vans full of police officers and roadblocks and tear gas, right? Um, being fired. I've got some friends who have an apartment that overlooks a large square oh, yeah, with a big junction in it which is a place that, that um, one of the places where those uh, protests um, or demonstrations end up. You know, normally they go on a march wow. through the streets carrying their banners and they stop in a certain big place. And that's often where the trouble begins and the police come in and they, you know, ends up with a big... And the, the, often the police's the police, um, um, approach is just to fire tear gas from a distance. Yeah. Anyway, so their apartment overlooks one of these places and... They've got like a young boy and uh, they had the window open. Tear gas came into their apartment. Their boy got tear oh, gassed no. in his own home. Oh. Uh, anyway, anyway, but they, you know, they stand up for their rights. Whereas yeah. in the UK, the government, you know, does something similar <laughs> and we just go home and drink a cup of tea and sort of <laughs> have a bit of a whinge about it. But, you know, so I, in a way, I respect yeah. the fact that people take matters into their own hands and show the yeah, government you know, who's boss. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the age of retirement or the pension age, this is the age at which uh, you can technically retire and start receiving your pension. That's money from the government that you've been, you know, you've been paying tax during your working life. And then when you get to a certain age, you can stop and, and get, you, you know, get some money as a pension. Uh, in, in most countries, it's like 65 at least, I, I would say. But France, no, 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 it's lower than that. Um, so the new age, it can't, the new age of retirement, if it's been raised by two years, Macron decided to do it anyway, despite the fact that people were burning cars. That's President Macron. So um, it can't be to 62, because I'm pretty sure the age of, of the pension age was not 60 at the beginning of the year. But maybe it was. I actually don't really know, which is bad, considering I live here. And one day I will be 60 and then, you know, and I'll have to keep working. Um, <clears throat> 60, 62, 64. I, amazingly enough, I don't actually know off the top of my head what the pension age is. But, you know, maybe that's because I'm in my 40s. But when I'm getting to my late 50s, I probably will know, you know, it'll be a lot more important to me. So, I'm going to say that the new age of uh, the new pension age is 64. I just can't believe that it was 60 previously, but it's definitely possible. This is France, after all. 
I think it was probably 62 at the beginning of the year, which is low by most people's standards anyway. And the and it went up to 64, which is still below the pension age of the UK. Uh, but the but the French still, um, you know, um, had a big. Uh, the French still got very upset about it. And meanwhile, in the UK, people are drinking their tea, looking at France going, what's all the fuss about? Why are they smashing things? What's going on? So, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The president's going to raise the age of uh, retirement. Oh, God, really? That sounds tough. What is it, what's he going to raise it to? Like 70? Something like that? No, no, no. 64. Wait a minute. That's less than ours. Uh, <laughs> you know, we didn't understand that. So um, I think it's 64 is my answer. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Luke. Yeah, I got it. another Yay. one. Five out of five. I can't believe five out of five. This is good. Wow, look at that. And you are absolutely right as well. So it is sixty-four now, which is still lower than all of the rest of Western Europe. In Italy, it's sixty-seven. In Holland, it's sixty-eight. In Germany, Spain, and the UK, it is uh, slowly increasing up to sixty-seven. So yeah, at sixty-four, it's still significantly lower than all of the rest of Western Europe. Uh, so, yeah, as you say, it's, uh, it was, it, it, that, that was how uh, people in uh, England were feeling when they were seeing all of these uh, riots and things going on in Paris. And, yeah, you're right, everybody was drinking their cup of tea and saying, oh, wow, they, they, they really care about this over there, don't they? Maybe, maybe we should as well. But, uh, yeah, so I kind of understand both sides of the argument in a way. I understand that like, if the government is basically saying you have to work you know, this many more years in your life. And this affects particularly um, certain certain people in certain jobs, you know, people who um, are exhausted, you know, completely exhausted by the time they get to retirement age. And then they, they like suddenly realize they've got to work a few more years. Um, so I sort of understand the fact that people want to, um, you know, prevent the government from just making these executive decisions without like due process. You know, without without um, putting it through to a for the vote and everything like that. Uh, but then, on the other hand, I kind of think, well, you know, we've just said that the whole world is is getting older, and we're all living longer, and we are healthier later in our lives. Like when you're like like sixty years old today compared to sixty years old fifty years ago is a completely different thing. You know, people are able to do things at sixty now that they certainly couldn't on average before. Yeah. Uh, so to ex to an extent, it's kind of reasonable with that in mind to uh, raise the age of retirement. But then again, you know, there's probably still people who don't have that kind of that that uh, improved quality of life. You know, people who live in relative poverty or whatever, or people who are poor or whatever, you know, they might not be getting all the full benefits that <coughs> the average population is getting. So complicated, very complicated issues, just like most things are. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that analysis completely. Don't think I have anything to add. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Um, okay. So, question six. In, uh, I think uh, I think you you might get this one as well. I'm afraid, Luke. You're gonna be you're doing too well. But uh, in April, <laughs> one country passed another country to be recognized as the country with the most people. What is today the most populous country in the world? That's populous, listeners, not popular. Although, you know, I'm not, we're not making any statements about the popularity of countries. I wonder which country is the pop, most popular country. Like, if you did a quiz, for, if you did a survey of every single person in the world, like, what's your favourite country? Yeah. They're just going to choose their own country, aren't they? <laughs> So maybe this country it is going to be the same country then. Yeah, it is then the most populous will also be the most popular because all the people in that country will vote for their own country. So the question was just to recap that you, um, you said that yeah. previously it was a, uh, another country was the most populous Correct. and that's been overtaken. Yeah. Um, uh, it's in India is now the most populous nation on earth. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll give myself a ding. There you go. And I was about to congratulate India for that, but I mean, I don't know if if it's something you sh- you can. I don't know if in, in in if India is like, yes, we're the most populous country. Yeah, I don't know if they're like really pleased with that, or whether they're just kind of thinking, oh my god, we're the most populous country. Wow, what are we going to do about this? Because that's a challenge, isn't it? It is a challenge, especially because actually India is very densely populated. As well, I mean, it's got some uh, rural areas where there are not that many people, but it's also just got lots of really big cities with loads of people in it. So both China and India now have more than 1.4 billion people, uh, but India's going up faster and China's leveled off. It's not really uh, going up or down at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So it, and India is incredibly densely populated. Even, so this is one way to think about it in Europe. Uh, out of all of the relatively big countries, the UK is the most densely populated uh, country. But India, even though it's 20 times bigger uh, in population than the UK, it's more densely populated than the UK. So there are more people living just everywhere <laughs> in India. It's a very, very d- densely populated uh, uh, yeah. country. And you can, I've spent quite a bit of time in India and you and you can feel it. You can feel like, Everywhere you go, there are just loads and loads of people. Um, but uh, I love India. It's a fantastic place. And I recommend to anybody to, uh, to go if you get a chance. Yeah, it's a fascinating place to visit, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And yeah, just everything that you do ends up being an adventure. Mm. Like, oh, I'm just going to take a train to this town. Yeah. Like, uh-uh, you're not just going to take a train. You're going to go on a crazy train adventure. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to end up sitting on the steps of the train with your feet dangling over the edge. Yeah. yeah. While people, you know, climb out onto the roof of the train. Yeah with toothbrushes in their mouths oh, yeah. because they've just slept on the floor of the train and now this is the, how they start their day. Yeah, yeah anyway. anyway yeah. Actually, yeah, just, amazing just to put some perspective onto that train, that, on how that train is. I was once on a, on a journey, relatively short, only like two or three hours or something, and it was so crowded that I was standing in the doorway 
of the train, which of course is open because train doors don't close in India for some reason. <laughs> so I was in the doorway, right, completely, which sounds quite dangerous, right? Like more yeah. or less quite dangerous. But despite the fact that I was in the doorway, there were, I would say, maybe 20 people that were more outside than I was at that moment. Like they were completely outside. <laughs> so by being by being in the doorway, I was still like, you know, relatively relatively inside com- compared to all of the other people. <laughs> yeah, you were cosily yeah, um, yeah. installed inside the yeah. train, protected, yeah, yeah the outside, in the doorway. Yeah, the other people were more outside than I was. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, and actually... So, well, they were... The, yeah. They were, they were like, like, what, sort of stuck to the outside of the train, holding on? They were holding on to the bars? Yeah, holding on to the bars, holding on to the doorway, holding on in, in any way, which is it's the kind of thing that you think, like, yeah, I could get somebody doing that for five minutes, but not for hours. Right? But they did. They just do it for hours, you know? And every time the train stops at a station, maybe they get off, you know, take a bit of a rest, and then they just get back on again in the same position, you know? So they're going for hours holding on to the outside of, of the train. It's um, dangerous, for sure. I definitely don't recommend that people do this um, uh, in the, the rest of the world. But, um, yeah, there's uh, too many people that want to take the train in India compared to the amount of space there is. So there you go. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. Question seven. Um, we're going to Africa now. In Africa, which country has been in a state of civil war since April when the army started to fight with a major paramilitary group. Whoa. Serious stuff. African country, in a state of civil war, the army have been fighting with a major paramilitary group. So when we say a paramilitary group, this is a military, so a group of soldiers in an army but it's not the state army. Is that what the, a para, is that what paramilitary means? Yeah. So essentially, a paramilitary group is a, a, a group which is f- effectively armed the same as an army. So they've got lots of guns and lots of you know artillery and uh, helicopters, maybe planes, loads of things. But they are not the official army of the country. And in most countries, they are illegal. Um, and in this country. Um, there was one of these groups that was very, very powerful, and um, it was it allied with the army. So it was working alongside the army. And then in April, they broke their relations and started fighting each other to uh, take control of the country. And since April, that's continued until now. Mm. Okay, which country is this then? Okay, listeners, do you know? Do you know what it is? I, I'm, I don't know why. I've got, I've got a country in mind. But I might be completely wrong. Um, uh, is it Sudan? It is Sudan. Well done, <laughs> Luke. Well done. I'm not happy for Sudan, right? Yeah. Let me just make that clear. But I'm happy I got that question right. But um, it's very impressive. I, I really yeah. did not think that we would get up to uh, six out of six. Um, but we have. Well done. Yeah, ne- neither did I. This is good. Can I maintain this level of form throughout the entire quiz? Listeners, yeah. you will find out in due course. Is anyone else uh, on s- with six on six? Sorry, six seven out of seven, six? actually. That's seven, seven out of seven. Excuse seven me. out of seven. Yeah. This seven is unprecedented. Yeah. Well, it's only, we've only done this quiz twice, so that's not <laughs> difficult to have that level of yeah. unprecedented. I don't know what I got last time. 
I think he got like maybe 16 or, or something like that. Out of 20, 16 out of 20, yeah. But I, I really, I, I didn't think that you were going to get that one. And I didn't think that you were going to get, um, I thought maybe you might have fumbled the um, the pension age one, you know, 62, 64, 66. Maybe I shouldn't have given you options for that one. Um, I wasn't sure mm. that you'd get the Dalai Lama one either. So yeah, you're doing very well. Yeah. Doing fine. Know. So um, oh, I'm, more, any- I'm more well-informed than I first thought. Okay. <laughs> and if anybody was thinking uh, that they were, they were really hoping to beat Luke, well, I've, I've not made it very easy for you because he's got them all right. So yeah, you, you, you don't underestimate me, listeners. Okay. <laughs> uh, underestimate me at your peril. I'm going to get the next question wrong. You're going to see that now. <laughs> question eight. In April, Ghana became the first country in the world to approve a vaccine for what disease? Oh, first country in the world to approve a vaccine for what disease? Ghana. Right now, I, listeners, I do not know the answer. Let me just say that straight up. I don't know. I'm going to have to guess. Ghana. All right. First country in the world to approve a vaccine for what disease? Oh, gosh. Now, this it must be a new disease, I suppose. I suppose it's a new disease, right? Because, um, I mean, we know it's not COVID, right? Obviously, because so many vaccines already that were developed. Uh, it wasn't Ghana that was the first in that case. Um, so maybe it's a new disease. I don't know which new disease it could be. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, what new diseases were there this this year? There was monkeypox, wasn't there, right, listeners? Do you remember that one? Horrible name. What a horrible name for a disease. Mpox is, is kind of how it's also known, which is slightly more palatable as a name. But also the disease wasn't very nice either. The symptoms looked um, pretty nasty. Um, anyway, so I don't know. I don't actually know where mo- the monkeypox virus came from. I don't know if it would be inappropriate of me to say that it came from Ghana. Why, why am I assuming it came from Ghana? Could have come from anywhere. But this is just a, tr- it was a trending virus this year. Not, you know, not in only in the way that it was spreading, like virally, but it sort of, people were talking about it a lot and sharing pictures and stuff. Uh, I'm going to say mpox, monkeypox. That is not the right answer, I'm afraid. Um, I told is, you, I told yeah. you I'd get one wrong now. I knew it. Yeah, that was that, that uh, bravado that you had after uh, 7 out of 7, which stopped you from uh, getting 808. Um, but, um, but, I mean, but not a bad answer though, because yeah, I've, um, monkeypox, it, it was in Africa. Um, and actually I haven't heard anything about that for quite a few months. So hopefully that's dissipated. Um, let's hope so. Mm. But, uh, no, in fact, even though it was a, a smart idea to try and go for a new disease, it's not a new disease, which, um, mm. which, uh, this vaccine has been approved for. It is malaria. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, malaria vaccines have been in the process of being developed or people have been trying to develop malaria vaccines for decades, for absolutely decades, because it's it's been one of the biggest killers of people for decades. And mm. um, what uh, something positive to say in general is that the amount of people that die from malaria has actually been coming down, down and down and down throughout uh, the past uh, 50 years, which is good. And that's always been from different kinds of treatment and bed nets, which are very, very important. But this year, the WHO, the World Health Organization, approved two uh, vaccines. Now, they're not 
100% effective. They're, um, I think one of them, I think the one that Ghana approved, which was the first one, yeah. is only about 40% effective or something like that, which doesn't sound 40. like a lot. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's very significant when you um, when you consider how many lives that this could uh, save. And mm. they're telling people all the time after you have the vaccine, uh, don't. Uh, that doesn't mean you can you know, sleep out in the open and, and not try to stop getting bitten by mosquitoes and things like that. Um, but yeah, it was um, in uh, in April, Ghana was the first country to approve that vaccine. And a few other people have, uh, excuse me, a few other countries have uh, approved it since then. And more recently, uh, just last month, another one came out, which is uh, probably more uh, effective. And uh, the reason that it's been so difficult to produce a malaria vaccine is because malaria is a parasite it's it's a very different uh, disease to other diseases which uh, vaccines are normally made for and uh, the process in which it uh, travels between people uh, is is more complicated it's um it's a mosquito which leaves a bit of um this uh, parasite in you which then uh, it takes a while to come out in 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 a person, and then another mosquito uh, would bite you and pick that up, and then and then pass it on to somebody else. It's a more complicated uh, system, and so. But finally, now it looks like malaria vaccines are a real thing. So that's uh, and it should be a, an amazing thing for for humankind. Yeah, incredible, fascinating, and also I wonder, like, do when uh, so um, a person has malaria. Because they got bitten by a mosquito who had malaria. Uh, uh, who is that the right word? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> Steve yeah. the mosquito. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Actually, it wouldn't be Steve. It would be uh, Sharon because uh, all of the uh, they're all female. The mosquitoes that are are, are, are biting people and leaving uh, malaria. Uh, I don't know right. why, but they are. So, oh, so mosquitoes can mosquitoes carry malaria? I just wondered, like, do do mosquitoes do like feel ill when they've got malaria too? Are they like, all right, Sharon, how are you doing today? <laughs> oh, to be honest, I'm feeling a bit under the weather today. So, oh, maybe you got malaria. Yeah, anyway, look, here's another human. Yeah, you know. yeah. I'm a, I, don't I don't think know. so. Actually, I don't think that there's any um, symptoms in the mosquito itself. I think they carry it without uh, any problem. Yeah, uh, which makes sense because obviously from the little tiny little parasite i think it's a single cell um being which is inside the wow i think they um it wouldn't make sense for them to be killing both of their hosts the human and the mosquito because otherwise they wouldn't what's, be able to what, what, what's the so if the, this this single cell um organism yeah. the parasite the malaria right it kills the human ultimately yeah i not always why, why? yeah it's I, I don't malaria doesn't always lead to death i no. I, I, I'm, I can't tell you what percentage I, I don't remember but uh for a lot of people it will just um uh give them some horrible illness and then they will get better yeah. and some people have it throughout their life they it comes and goes i, I have a cousin actually who every now and then he has a, like a bout of malaria um uh but it's more dangerous. It's one of these horrible diseases, which is more dangerous in children. So in children under five, it's more likely to be deadly, which is uh, even mm. more reason for it to be uh, these vaccines to be readily available. So all the vaccines at the moment are only being given to, I think it's babies. I think it's um, in the first year of life or first two years or something that these really? vaccines are, are starting to be given. Yeah. <clears throat> Amazing. But anyway, in terms of my answer, I got it wrong. It wasn't 
mpox. That's it right. Malaria. It was malaria. Okay, you've got seven out of eight. There you go. Okay. If you've been if you've been uh, waiting until now to possibly be ahead of Luke, well, this is your moment. You could be uh, seven out of eight. Okay. Question nine. In Italy, in June, archaeologists in Pompeii said that they had found a wall painting which had been covered since the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in the year 79, which showed typical food that people ate in the first century. Which modern popular food did archaeologists say that they could see an early version of in that painting? Hmm. Modern popular food that they were eating just before Mount Vesuvius erupted all over them. Yeah, um, I'm going to put a caveat. It's um, they say an early version of, so it wouldn't exactly uh, be you know the same as how people are eating it today. But they so said they could see an early version of it. It wasn't people sitting around a Korean barbecue, you know, with the <laughs> <laughs> with the chopsticks and the barbecue, and like, oh, this is cool, isn't it? Would you like some more bulgogi? Yeah. Um, unlikely. Um, well, it's probably going to be it's map. Um, it's it's. Italy, right? Yeah, you said so. It's going to be one of the one of the great Italian. They're sitting around eating a pizza. I reckon they've got a, a cardboard pizza box open on a table, and they're just gathered round with bits, slices, triangular slices of pizza, maybe a few beers, cans of beer, a few Heinekens. No, it's Peroni, right? A few cans of Peroni and sort of pizza in a box. That's my answer. That's your answer. Yeah, you are absolutely right, Luke. It is Trump, pizza. really? <laughs> it's pizza. Yeah, yeah, well done. It is pizza. Not in a box, though. Believe I it guess. or not, there was no takeaway cardboard box there. There wasn't. It was. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was a more rudimentary um, uh, old style pizza. It was essentially. It looks more like a what people today would call a focaccia. You know, just the uh, the bread base. Um, uh, without uh, the toppings, or maybe it had some toppings, um, but it didn't really look like um, what pizza would look like for us today. But they said that it was probably that kind of thing which turned into a pizza later on. And of course, if you have you been to Pompeii, Luke? No, no. Well, it's it's right next to uh, Naples, Napoli, which is known as the birthplace of pizza. So. It makes sense that it, they would have been eating that in the same place. I highly recommend uh, going to both to Napoli and to Pompeii, Luke, because they are both fantastic, fantastic I'd places. Love to, I'd love to. And I'm going to eat pizza, pizza tonight. Yeah. I'm, that just, yeah, I'm definitely having pizza tonight. Uh, Stephen, your name is Devincenzi. Are you Italian? So my, my family's from Gibraltar. Um, and about uh, 200, 250 years ago, lots of Italians from Genoa traveled to uh, Gibraltar uh, to work in the ports and work in other things. And, um, and they stayed there. So my, my ancestors came from Italy, but then they moved to Gibraltar where they've lived for 200 years. And I've still got, I'm, I live in uh, England now, but I've still got a lot of family in Gibraltar. And um, really? yeah. And uh, they, if uh, anybody uh, doesn't know, everybody there speaks, well, not everybody, most people speaks Spanglish, which is called Yanito which is a, a mix of uh, Andalusian Spanish with uh, with British English. And, um, yeah, that's the way that my dad always uh, spoke to his uh, brothers and sisters and things like that. So 
Really? So your dad actually was was born there, right? Yes. Yeah, my dad was born in Gibraltar, and uh, yeah, he only lived there for the first like twenty years of his life before he came to to England. But still, every time he was on the phone or something, speaking to his brothers and sisters, um, he would uh, start a sentence in uh, English. <clears throat> y terminarla en español, uh, finish it in Spanish. That, this kind of way yeah. of speaking uh, like that, um, which was uh, always very nice to hear. And uh, yeah, yeah, I've still got lots of family in Gibraltar. I go there normally once a year or, or something like that. So yeah, oh, really? that's the, uh, it, where Devon Chensey comes from. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. I've never been to Gibraltar. I'd like to go one day, meet your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you do go, ask me because I'll tell you all of the spots. I'll t- tell you where to get churros for breakfast and uh, fish and chips for, uh, for lunch you know, and, uh, and all of that stuff. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Number nine. Nice and short. Oh, hang on a minute. Wait, what you've got? Um, you got that one right. So you are on eight out of nine. Okay. So it's number ten. Excuse me. Eight out of nine. And number ten is what is the top selling film in the world in twenty twenty three? Oh, okay. This is this is up my street. Okay. I'm. Well, this- by the way, just to uh, we're talking here about box office tickets so just from ticket sales everywhere in the world what film was the top selling for 2023 we're talking about cinema right this is not streaming this is a film that was released in the cinema this year 2023 biggest box office cinema hit globally that's right Okay, well, it's, it's between two films, right? Because this year, in terms of films, it's all about pretty much two films, I think. Well, there are other, obviously loads of other films have been released this year, including the Scorsese film and stuff. Um, but um, in ter- certainly in terms of summer movie going, it was all about two films. And that was Oppenheimer, the uh, Christopher Nolan film, and the Barbie movie, right? So which one is it, folks? Which one do you think won the battle of the cinemas? It's got to be the Barbie movie. It is Barbie. Well done, Lee. Well done. Look at that. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. I'm doing well, guys. Yeah. So that's what, Luke, in your analysis, although you are almost completely right, um, Barbie was number one. Oppenheimer in the world was actually number three. Hmm. You're not going to get any points for this, but do you know what was uh, number two? I've got no idea at all, but it's probably something like the Mario movie, right? Oh, <laughs> look at that. You got it. Wow. It's Mario it time. The, it's Mario time. Yeah, well done. <laughs> ding. I don't get points, yeah, but I get the ding get point. point. But you do get a ding. There you go. Well done. Okay. Um, and actually, it was pretty close to Barbie, surprisingly close. Really? Uh, the, uh, the Mario film, yeah. But uh, it doesn't look like it's uh, getting any Oscars, though. I've, um, I found the Barbie film uh, fascinating. I haven't seen it, so I shouldn't really comment. But what I find interesting about the Barbie movie is that it's Barbie. It's incredible. Barbie is now a feminist icon. How did that happen? Barbie was never a feminist icon, right? But it, she sort of is now, right? I don't know. I'm not sure if many feminists would agree with that. I mean, maybe some would and some wouldn't. I, well, there I don't are. Know. There are all sorts of different kinds of feminists now, right? I mean, uh, they have been for ages, but uh, to, I think to an extent, that's kind of what's what's happened, which I think is certainly a major success for 
is it Mattel, the company that produces Barbie? Yeah. Like they, they, this was a huge marketing uh, triumph for them. Yeah. They mm-hmm. turned this, what was previously quite a sort of retrograde um, franchise, uh, toy franchise, which had been criticized so much for the representation of women's bodies, you know, in girls' toys and stuff like that. And now, since the film, it, it, it's just, it's you know, it's totally changed the image of, of yeah. Barbie, even though the body shape is not that different, you know, in the toys. My, my no, daughter not, loves not Barbie. Really, <laughs> my daughter loves Barbie. She's five and a half years old. She loves Barbie. She wants more Barbies. And I kind of like really don't know what to think about it because yeah. I kind of think, well, look at her legs. They're her legs. No human has legs like this. But then again, you know, I, we, when I, was, I don't know if you had an action man when you were a kid. I did. And he had yeah. like, poof, like, looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then there was the stretchy one as well, the stretchy toy, you know, the one that you could pull out and he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like what, he definitely what, wasn't human. What is this telling our children? Do they ex- grow up expecting to have super stretchy limbs? This is just unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But actually, the marketing on the side of the Barbie film was absolutely incredible. You know, they got um, one of these um, like toy boxes to to make it look like, well, you could stand inside the toy box to take a photo. And it, I mean, they were in every cinema in the world, I think, which had the Barbie film on. So it meant that all around the world, they all they had to do was make this cardboard, this massive cardboard box, doesn't cost anything, ship it to these places. And then all of a sudden, you've got all of these picture, people taking pictures of themselves in the box. And it just makes other people want to go and see Barbie as well. And fantastic marketing. Well done. Well done, marketing guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they must be celebrating. <laughs> We're so good at marketing. We're yeah. so good at marketing. Okay, so this is the end of part one of this episode. But part two is already available. So if you'd like to continue, just go ahead. You can check out part two right now. If you're subscribed to this in a podcast app, if you're listening in a podcast app, you'll see part two uh, in your episode list right next to this one. So just go ahead and listen to it. If you're watching on YouTube, you can find the link to part two in the episode description. Okay. So how is this going for you? Are you able to keep up with this all? Um, Are you counting your score as well? I'm on nine out of 10, which is, you know, not bad, but you know, I've, I've got that malaria question wrong, right? The question about the malaria vaccine. So it's not a perfect score, but still, 9 out of 10 is a decent score. I'm feeling strong. I'm doing quite well. I wonder if I can beat uh, my score from last year, which I think, I can't remember, we can't really remember, but we think it was about 16. I think it's 16 out of 20. I've just decided it's 16 out of 20. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to uh, the 2022 World News Quiz, just scroll back, you know, through the episode list until you get to uh, the end of 2022 and it will be there and you can find out for yourself um, what my score was. But let's say I got 16 out of 20. So that's that's kind of like my pass mark. I'm hoping to, uh, you know, uh, beat that score. But what about you? How are you doing? If you're counting your score, Uh, let me know. If you're beating me, right? If you're beating me, let me know in the comments. If you've got 10 out of 10, let me know. If you are amazed by my knowledge of world events, uh, then leave a comment. If you're 
eating pizza for dinner this evening, then leave a comment. You know, just basically leave your thoughts in the comment section wherever it is that you're listening to this. Uh, there are 10 more questions to go. So I will now let you uh, continue by checking out part two, which is available now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Speak to you in the next part. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.